Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie, and I'm your host. And I know why you're all here. I know why. You guys are wondering if I'm going to read A Court of Frost and Starlight before I read A Court of Silver Flames. Listen, I put a lot of thought into it because some of you have told me to skip it. Some of you have told me it's completely necessary. I don't know what I'm going to do. I bought A Court of Frost and Starlight and I started it and it's a little bit boring. But if it's necessary for me to get what's going on in A Court of Silver Flames, then I will do it. But I really want to get started on A Court of Silver Flames because it's super long. And I heard it's the best one, if you know what I mean. So I really want to start it, and I'm just not sure if I want to waste the time reading Frost and Starlight if it's not going to be that exciting. So I might read a summary. I don't know. I'm going to have to keep you guys posted. No, I don't think that that's why you're all here. However, all of that is true, in case you were wondering where I'm at on my Akatar journey. I did finish. Now I can't even remember. A Court of Wings and Ruin. (laughs) But no, I don't think that's why you're here. I think that most of you are here because I made a slightly large announcement on my Instagram. And if you guys missed it, I will make it podcast official and tell all of you listening that I am pregnant, (laughs) which is so weird to say. It's so weird to say because I've known for a while and I wasn't actually even planning to announce the night that I announced. It kind of, I got this overwhelming feeling that it was time and I was planning on waiting a few more weeks, maybe even months to say anything, but I just figured that I had the feeling for a reason. It was just time. And I'm so glad I did. First of all, just because the anxiety that has been lifted, because like sometimes when I go out, I'm like, people tell, does somebody know? Because I knew that it had been getting out. I knew that it was, it was starting to make its way around. People would text me or friends or whatever and ask, and they had heard something from somebody who heard something from somebody. And didn't love that feeling. In fact, I hated it. If you're an adult out here sharing people's big fun secrets, two thumbs down, but that's not the point of this. The point is that I felt a huge weight lifted off off of me when I was able to finally announce and everybody knew. And then besides that, just the intense outpouring of love from you guys, from friends and family and loved ones and Everybody, like, it just, it was so overwhelming. I couldn't even believe it. I read through your messages and your DMs and your comments and your texts, and I just, I feel very, very loved and supported, which is 
seriously, I don't even have the words for it because I know my situation is not traditional. I know that if anybody knows it, it's me. I promise. I mean, I've been divorced now for just over a year. I haven't been with my boyfriend super long. So I totally get, I get the shock value. I get the, we didn't see this coming aspect, (laughs) which totally makes sense. I also have kept my relationship very private. So it's like, it's not like people know a lot about it. And then all of a sudden they have this news. It's like, I don't talk about that. And then this huge news comes out, which isn't going to change, by the way. I mean, I decided that very early on in my relationship that it would be it would be private and that will not be changing. It's been so good for me to keep parts of my life private and off the podcast and off of social media. But yes, I am in a very loving and happy and committed and safe relationship with the father of my child. And I feel very, very lucky with my situation. Untraditional though it may be, I feel beyond excited, lucky. There were a lot of moments in the last few years of my life where I really, really was coming to terms with the fact that I was I was never going to be able to have kids. Oh, I didn't think I would cry. And now I might. So hold on. Give me a second. Yeah, there were there were many, many, many times where I was trying to come to terms with that because it was a huge possibility. It was kind of the reality that I was living with especially getting divorced. I mean, you just kind of don't know what your future is going to be. And I thought that I had missed out on this part of life. And it was something that I've always really dreamt of, really wanted, felt in my bones. Like it was what I, you know, a part of my life that I was really meant to do. And so when I took the test, I had, so I had taken, I'll tell you guys, now let's get into the stuff you guys care about, which is, you know, finding out and all of that stuff. So I had been taking the little like early test strips that are kind of like paper, like you can get them, get them on Amazon and there's like 40 of them in a pack. And I, I had a suspicion because I was having cramps, not, not like cramp cramps, but I was having some like, like low level kind of looming cramps, but I wasn't, I wasn't starting my period. And I, I have never cramped and not started my period. I usually get cramps after my period starts and I'm also very, very regular. So I, I was cramping. I wasn't bleeding. And I was like, you know, I was thinking that it was it could have been that I was pregnant. So I was taking the early test strips and they were just one after the other, just negative, 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 like for a couple days in a row. And I was like one day late when I had taken the last one and it said negative still. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. So then I was like, maybe I should just take a, a real one, like the real plastic ones that you get at Target. I don't know why I'm describing to you guys what a pregnancy test is. You guys all know what I'm talking about. So I went and got like the first response ones and I took it one night and it was positive. And I, I had thought about that moment so many times in my life, like what that would feel like, what I would, how I would react, would I be excited, would I be nervous, would I have anxiety? And I, so I was, I was by myself at the time. My, my boyfriend had ran down to the car to get something. So I was alone for a few minutes um, after I had taken the pregnancy test. And so I had, I, I had had these like 10 minutes where I was like, in these 10 minutes, I am the only person who knows, like it is me and my child. And we are the only two people in the, I mean, not that they were sentient or aware at the time, <laughs> But I just remember thinking this is I'm the only person who these will be my few minutes where it's just me. And so I journaled for a couple. I mean, I just jotted down like a couple thoughts that I had had. And I just felt good. I just felt a really overwhelming sense of peace about 
my life and about the path that it had taken. There were so many things in these last couple of years that I did not expect, so many turns that my life took that I never saw coming. And then when I saw the pregnancy test, I was like, yes, yeah, that clicked into place. That's correct. That's exactly right. And I am really grateful for that. And I don't have a lot of spiritual experiences. Even growing up, I was never like a big, big spiritual experience type of person. Like we all know those people who are like, I had this overwhelming thing happen and I had this, you know, whatever. I've never had those maybe twice in my life. And this was one of them. This was one of those moments that was just so huge, so calm, so happy. And I'm so grateful to also have a partner who felt the same way and who was just, I mean, we were excited from moment one and it was a very fun thing. It was very, it's like, it's a brand new feeling, you know, like I had never done that. I had taken pregnancy tests before. I had never tested positive ever. So to see that it was like this whole new wave of emotions. And I've said that like my whole pregnancy is that I feel like I'm feeling new feelings like just ones that I've never experienced. You know, I felt I felt anxiety before. Sure. I've never felt anxiety about, oh, is the baby inside of my body healthy? You know, do they have all four limbs? Is their brain developing? OK, you know, those were like new anxieties and new feelings that I, <laughs> that I had and that I you know keep having, which is super fun. It's super fun to learn that there was a new level of anxiety that I had not yet unlocked until I got pregnant. But I would say, so let's, let's talk about how I've been feeling. I've been trying to embrace, okay. I've been trying to embrace all the weirdness of being pregnant, but it's really hard. You know, there are a lot of days where at the end of the day, I just cry for a little bit and I just say, this is hard. This is really hard. It's really hard to not feel in control of your own body. I think that concept is what I've struggled with the most because it's like when you're not pregnant and you get the flu, you like know what to do to feel better or you know that in a couple of days you're going to feel better or like you just kind of it's all predictable. And being pregnant for the first time, so much of it has been unpredictable. I don't really like especially the first few weeks I was like I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't I don't know what is going to happen to my body. But yeah, so I found out on a Monday that I was pregnant. And then for the two weeks after that, I felt pretty, pretty normal, I would say. Uh, towards the end of that, I started to get really sore boobs. Really, really, really sore. And I want to say before I, before I start talking about all of this, this pregnancy stuff, I meant to say this at the very beginning, but I want to kind of do a little spiel for you guys. I have learned that a lot of people, when they find out that you're pregnant, they decide that they know what's best for your pregnancy. They also decide that they know exactly how you're going to feel and they know exactly what's going to help you feel better. I pray that listening to my experience does not make you think that I know what's best for everybody's pregnancy. I am barely figuring out my own. I am not trying to give anybody advice and I'm certainly not trying to say that this is exactly how everybody's pregnancy is. And it's such a beautiful, wonderful experience that everybody's body is so different. Everybody's pregnancy is so different. And it's also so great that we all get to choose exactly how we proceed in our pregnancy and with our birth plan. And I, I have to say this, this is, this might sound mean, I don't know, but I am asking you guys as, as listeners and followers on Instagram and friends and anybody listening, I don't want advice. Don't give me advice. Please don't 
message or email or tell me that you have a solution to something about my pregnancy or you have a better way to do it. And I swear, if I get a DM or an email that starts with, okay, I know you said no advice, but like pregnancy is hard and there's a lot to juggle and there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of things going on. I have a really, really wonderful doctor, doctors actually, who I talk to a lot. I ask every single question to. They're very involved. I I just, I have resources. I have a very experienced mother. I have friends. I have sisters-in-law. I have so many different people to give me the help and support that I need. And I know it's tempting. I know that telling people that I'm pregnant will kind of open up a new can of worms because it's like, you know, somebody's going to see me eating a sandwich in my Instagram story and they're going to lecture me on deli meat or whatever. But just know that I've, I've got it. I've got it under control. I've got, I've got the questions that I need answered. And bottom line, unless you have examined me medically, unless you have held my blood or urine in your hands or looked inside my vagina I don't want your advice about my medical care. (laughs) I know that that is probably a little bit harsh, but it is a very firm boundary that I knew I was going to set the minute I announced that I was pregnant because I know we, I I genuinely, I want to say this too. I think it comes from a good place. I think that so many people just are either passionate about it or they have experiences that they want to share. And I don't think that the majority of people who give advice to pregnant women have something nefarious in mind, but I'm just setting a personal boundary. I, I don't want it. I don't need it. I'm good. I may ask on my Instagram story, you know, what's your favorite swaddle? What's your favorite crib? Maybe I'll ask something like that. And for that, I would love, I would love an answer from you, but unsolicited advice. This is just a, I think that we can all agree unsolicited advice about our body is not welcome. And I'm not giving you any. So I just am here to tell you about how I felt and what helped me feel better. And your pregnancy and everything will be so different and so wonderful. And it's a beautiful, beautiful, weird experience. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. There are a lot of times in our life where the path forward isn't so clear. I know that I have personally felt that way. My life has taken turns that I never saw coming. Sometimes I wasn't sure if I was on the right one, if I took a wrong turn, if I should have turned left back there. I don't know. But sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life and we don't know which way is right. Maybe it's a career change or maybe it's feeling like your relationship needs to change. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and get to a point where you trust yourself to find the way forward. As my life has changed, therapy has been the one constant and it has helped me tremendously deal with a lot of changes in my life. And right now it's helping me work through a lot of these new pregnancy feelings. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's a great place to start. If you've ever considered doing therapy, this makes it super easy. It's entirely online. It is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That is a big worry when starting therapy is, am I going to like my therapist? Well, BetterHelp makes it easy if you do need to switch and find somebody who better suits your needs. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P 
com slash bad. Hi guys, it's Jordan from the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. On my show, we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, motherhood, channeling, healing, and so much more. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease and the healing journey I embarked on at that time set me on the path to radical awakening. Let's just say I had no choice but to change my energy and that opened me up to the most beautiful healing of my life. On my show, you can expect to feel like you're sitting in my living room chatting with old friends. Tune in every Wednesday to connect and hang on the Balance Bond Soul on Fire. Let's continue talking about how I have felt. So back to my boobs. They felt like if you were to take a pair of tights and put two bowling balls in each side and hold them up, that's what my boobs felt like. It felt like they were going to rip through the skin. They felt super heavy, but that went away. That went away after a few weeks because when I was feeling that, I was like, I don't think that I can do this just based on boob pain alone. And it, it went away. I was very grateful for that. I have not thrown up yet. Yet is the is the prime word there because I'm not ruling it out that I will never throw up during this pregnancy, but I haven't I haven't thrown up. My my nausea is kind of looming is how Lucy described it. And that like clicked. That's exactly how I feel like I'm not like actively nauseous. I don't feel but it's like it's always kind of around the corner, you know, like something might trigger it. I actually have a full note in my phone that I have been keeping thoughts and feelings and symptoms written down in so that I could remember to share them with you guys. So the first thing I wrote down, which I think this was my very first symptom that I had, it's that food sounded good for like six seconds and then not good at all. Like if it sounded good, I needed to have it in front of me at that very moment because by the time I went and got it or made it or door dashed it, it sounded terrible. So I tried to just keep things at home that were like easily accessible that I knew sounded good because unfortunately I did feel better when I ate. Like that was the most annoying part is that I had this nausea or not this, yeah, you know, this kind of lack of appetite. And then I would just have to get the food in my mouth. I would just have to get it in and then it would feel, it would feel normal to eat again. Uh, so I just tried to keep like quick things at home that I could, could make fast so that when they sounded good, I could make them lots of like Trader Joe's stuff, frozen stuff, air fryer stuff, toast, cheese crackers. Like I, again, I didn't feel like a huge sense of nausea. Like I wasn't like, Oh, only toast sounds good. I just needed something quick that I could, that I could have also sex drive way down, but sneezing way up. Anybody else have sneezing as a pregnancy symptom? Because I sneezed a thousand times a day for the first few weeks. And I thought, you know what? I'm not horny, but I am sneezing enough that maybe it's making up for it because they say a sneeze is what, like an eighth of an orgasm? I'm not sure. But yeah, lots of sneezing. Lucy said that she had that same symptom. I, I don't know if that's common, but I definitely had it. Granted, could have been allergies, but it didn't feel, it was too much sneezing indoors for it to be allergies. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> These random thoughts that I had been having the first few weeks. How about this one? I would slit a throat for an endless supply of ice cold lemonade. That was all I wrote. I must have had a, a real craving for that. I still do crave like kind of cold things and sour things. So fruit always sounds amazing. I try to do like lots of green smoothies because the thing is, is that unhealthy food obviously sounds way better. <laughs> like Scandinavian swimmers from Trader Joe's, 
oh my gosh, nerds clusters. Like those, those kind of sour, sweet candies sound so good. But I, you know, I try, I try to make my craving go away with fruit rather than like high fructose corn syrup. So yeah, I do a lot of fruit, lots of like, I, I said at the beginning to Lucy, like I could just eat a lime. Like I could just, I could bite into it like an apple. That's all I want to do. So yeah, lots of kind of sweet and sour stuff sounds the best. I Hot food is dicey. Like not, it's not that it never sounds good. It's just usually something cold, like sandwiches and salad and smoothies. Like those sound better to me than hot food. Okay. The next note. Oh, <laughs> the next note that I took. The first place my pregnancy rage came out was at fitness instructors. It was like, like I said, I had been, I've been experiencing a lot of new feelings. Mostly it's new levels of feelings. You know, it's like new levels of anxiety. It's new levels of rage. It's new levels of excitement. It's new levels of happiness. All of those are, are, are new for me. But yeah, I would go to workout classes those first few weeks and I would just feel a rage that I couldn't put my finger on. I don't like being touched when I'm, when I'm working out. Like I've never liked that. But being pregnant and being touched, like having somebody come up behind me and like show me how to squat and like put their hands on my legs, like I I physically couldn't handle it. I know that it's not their fault. This is a me issue, okay? It is certainly not them doing anything wrong. They're doing their job. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I also, I really just couldn't work out for a few, I mean, I'm saying a few weeks, but I'm kind of still in it. I've now recently started walking again, doing some hot girl walks, getting on the treadmill, walking at an incline. But yeah, working out has just not, first because it was my boobs, like I couldn't move in a quick way. I'm probably going to start doing some Pilates. I was doing a lot of Pilates like in the winter. And I think I'm probably going to start doing that just because it's low impact. It's supposed to be really good for your pelvic floor. You can do it your whole pregnancy. So I, I will probably start doing that again, but yeah, working out. And I really didn't feel that bad about it. I was like working out pretty hard for the last few months. And I just, with all the pregnancy stuff, I've tried to go really easy on myself and just be like, you know what? It's about getting through it. It's about fueling your body appropriately. It's about making sure that you're happy because I feel in my bones that if I am happy, it's better for the baby. Um, I know you guys are curious about the gender. I know the gender. <laughs> I do. I know what they are. And I am not going to say, I'm not going to say it yet. I am not going to share a lot about said child. I have pretty strong feelings about sharing kids on the internet. I totally trust whatever parents want to do. If they want to share their kids, that's totally fine. But for me personally, I mean, I don't share nieces and nephews. I don't share my friends' kids. It's just, it's pretty important to me that kids maintain their privacy. I mean, they don't choose to be on the internet. They should be an appropriate age and understand what the internet is, you know, before they are subjected to it. So, I, I will not be sharing my child's face or anything like that. You guys get all about me. You guys get every detail about me. I will share about how I'm feeling, about things that I'm going through. But as far as my child, yeah, I have no plans to share personal details or pictures or anything like that, which I feel like people don't like just because people are curious and they want to know, you know, they want to see the baby and all those things. But I think it's pretty understandable in this day and age why people keep their kids off the internet. So yeah, that's my plan is to keep them off the internet, but I will certainly share the gender later. 
I don't know what I don't know what I'm going to tell. I don't know. It's probably going to be like my announcement is just going to hit me one night like, okay, now it's time to tell everybody. But yeah, yes. I want to tell you guys so bad. You have no idea. <laughs> but I will I will share in in time. Just going to keep you guys around. Keep you keep you on your toes. Okay, the next note that I took. Don't watch Alien while you're pregnant. Okay, I don't know how many of you have seen Alien or Alien Covenant or Prometheus or any of the alien variations. It's a bad idea. It's a really bad idea to watch it while you're pregnant because those little aliens burrow inside people and they come out like a baby and they are really scary and it really kind of freaked me out for a few I was going to say minutes but it was probably more like a few weeks. I I have the app that like tells me how far you know what my baby looks like at this point in time and all of that. And it's so cool. It is so cool. I can't even believe the things that that human bodies can do, women's bodies can do. But sometimes it does freak me out a little bit, just a little bit, you know, that there are hands and feet and a brain and teeth, well, not teeth, you know, lips and a mouth inside of my body, inside of my stomach right now. It's just kind of crazy. And I kind of toggle between this is really cool and this is really scary and weird. And I blame Alien for making me think that it's scary and weird. There's literally a part where she gets in this little tube and she's going, cesarean, cesarean, cesarean. And it's like the doctor, you know, comes in and they have to do a cesarean to get to get the alien out. Like, no thanks. No thanks on all fronts. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dipsy. Picture this. You're hanging out in your favorite spot, your headphones are on, and the world around you just fades away. Because when you're listening to Dipsy stories, you're immersed in a vivid world where every touch, every breath, every stolen glance is felt with breathtaking intensity. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. So you can discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. It's the good stuff. Okay. It's the stuff we all love to listen to. Dipsy is also radically inclusive, so they have stories for straight and queer listeners. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories that you can read. So let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash bad. One more time, that is dipsystories.com slash bad for 30 days of full access for free. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Where are all of my entrepreneurs? Are you listening? Are you listening good? Are you a baking blog? Are you selling product? Are you starting a business? Do you sell merch? Do you sell courses? Whatever it is, Squarespace is the place for you to build a gorgeous presence online. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out 
and succeed online. Maybe you're just starting out. Maybe you're growing. Squarespace makes it easy wherever you're at in your business journey. You can create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all on your terms. They have an asset library, which makes it easy to upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. And with the asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from a central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. Maybe you're just getting started selling some merch. And that, I mean, that's what I first did. And Squarespace makes it super easy to sell custom merch and create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand. And if it's not merch and you're selling something else, fear not you can sell anything from Squarespace. You can also sell in person by connecting a Square Reader to the Squarespace app to keep orders, inventory, and customer data in sync with your online store. Maybe you do a little bit of both. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can go to squarespace.com bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, that's squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bad for 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, another thing that <laughs> these notes are so unhinged. I was so not well at so many points. The next thing I wrote was the concept of food grosses me out, which is true still sometimes. The chewing, gross. The swallowing, even grosser. I don't like it. Like I said, I haven't had a ton of like specific cravings. It's not like, oh my gosh, I have to eat, you know, taco time, crispy burritos every single day. Like I'm not having that but I am having one very strong aversion, very strong aversion, and it is to chicken. I can barely speak the name. I went to Cheesecake Factory last night and I got some pasta and she was like, do you want chicken on that? And I almost like started crying in her face. Like, how dare you even speak that word? How do you not know? How do you not understand (laughs) that I I'm pregnant and I'm having a huge chicken aversion, which is so rough because for the first few weeks, Chick-fil-A saving grace. It was like the only protein I was getting all day was from the Chick-fil-A sandwich. And now I can't do it. I can't do it. I keep hoping that it's like fake that like I'm going to wake up one day and be like, I was being so dramatic. But no, like I can't even think I actually need to end this topic right now because it is kind of making me a little bit nauseous. Another thing that I felt a lot of rage about was the Louisiana accent. (laughs) My moods were so stupid. No, I shouldn't say that. My moods were valid and amazing. The most annoying thing about pregnancy is that I feel like a lot of people are like, well, she's just pregnant. So, you know, whatever. Her emotions are just kind of all over the place. Like, no, my feelings are just as real. Just because I'm pregnant and they're a little bit more intense, like doesn't mean that they're not real. Okay. Don't devalidate pregnant women's feelings. And I can say that now as a pregnant woman, it's so weird because I've been talking like I feel like I've I've joked about pregnancy, talked about it like a few weeks ago when I said that I was going to use being pregnant to my advantage. And I was like, when I'm pregnant, I'm going to do this. I was I don't know where that accent came from. I was very much into my pregnancy when I said that. So anyway, uh, yeah, my rage came out at the Louisiana accent. Peace and love, peace and love to all my Louisiana gals. That accent is so unbearable. (laughs) It's so hard to understand. I actually, I don't even know if I'm going to keep this in because I don't even feel this way anymore, but I like saw three TikToks of the Louisiana accent and I was like almost crying, but 
again, my feelings are valid, though they may be, may be very, very intense. Okay, next note that I took. Nobody is meaner to pregnant women than pregnant women. And I'm saying this before I even told anybody. So I'm not even saying this out of personal experience. I'm not complaining. Nobody's been mean to me about my pregnancy. Like this is not, this is purely observational because I of course have found myself on, you know, pregnancy TikTok, baby TikTok, newborn TikTok, all of the, all of the baby TikTok stuff. And I see so many comments that are the most despicable responses from any human being. Like girls will make videos about being pregnant and they'll be like, I'm, you know, 24 weeks and here's my bump and whatever. And all of the comments, all of the comments are like, girl, I was never that big when I was at 24 weeks. Like you should really get that checked out. Like you have gestational diabetes and I can tell because your baby is sitting way too low and I never looked like that. Oh my gosh, I would not be well if my body looked like that when I was pregnant. I bounced back so fast. You're never going to be able to bounce back. Like, are you absolutely kidding me? As a pregnant person, I cannot even imagine commenting on somebody else's pregnancy body or feelings. Like this shit is so weird and so hard. If any, like, I don't know. I don't know why every single pregnant video that I see, I go to the comments and they are so nasty or like people who show their postpartum body and the comments are like, whoa, I did not realize how bad girls looked after they give birth. Holy cow. That's terrible. Like B F F R don't like if it crosses your mind to comment. And like, maybe this is like, just maybe my baby also has some rage. And so I have some double rage coming out. But when I see those comments, it takes everything in me, everything in me, not to cyber bully, because I think that they should be so called out for saying those things to somebody who is pregnant. Oh my gosh. It makes me so mad that pregnant women who have experienced being pregnant then decide that it's their cue to tell pregnant women, you know, to, to, uh, what's the word? Not correct. Critique other pregnant women, get a grip. Okay. Next one. Oh, here's some more rage. This is, this is some rage for you. This is some Instagram DM rage that I've been feeling. I will no longer be answering stupid DMs. You know, I have a lot, I have a lot to worry about right now. I can't answer your stupid DMs. I can't. Here's, here's what I mean. I don't mean like people who just ask me questions about like, links or whatever. <laughs> I'm saying a couple of weeks ago, I posted a picture of this title screen of Black Mirror. Okay. That's what it said. It said Black Mirror on it. The next slide said season six, episode one, I give a seven out of 10. The amount of DMs that I got that said, what show is this? Made me want to throw my phone into the Pacific Ocean. Like I couldn't even believe it. I can't be answering those, you guys. We got to we got to start using reasonable deduction. Okay, we got to be looking through stories. If you have a question about a story and I answer it on the next slide, I can't answer that for you. I'm going to need you to keep watching. I'm going to need you to get as much info as possible. If if you're looking for links, if you're looking for emails for people, this isn't even just me. This is just I will be the one to tell you. You need to be doing your due diligence before you ask. 
because sometimes I will get I will get DMs that are like, I've looked everywhere for your, your email and I can't find it. And I say, no, you didn't. No, you didn't because it's linked in my bio. It's that link right there that has that has all information, everything. It has links to Dum Dum Club. It has links to merch. It has links to my emails, links to my PO box. It's all right there. So so don't DM me because I have a little tiny gremlin in my body and this gremlin is fueling my rage and this gremlin will not allow me to answer stupid questions anymore. Listen, I'm going to have a kid in a few months and I'm going to have a lot of stupid questions to answer in the next years of my life. Please don't contribute to it in my DMs. Oh, I'm going to have to re-listen to this because I feel like I've, I've, been, I've been kind of mean. Okay, constipation. How about that constipation? And here's where I hit a real roadblock. I would be constipated. And if I would try to go to the bathroom, I would get heartburn. So it's like, I couldn't do anything about it. I have spoken to my doctor. I am now taking a laxative, a pregnancy safe laxative, and things are moving along. But for the first little while, I was like, this, this is terrible. Because if I sit on the toilet, I get heartburn. But if I am not trying, then I'm super constipated. It was, it was a really, it was a really rough experience for my digestive system at that time. But yeah, that, oh, now I'm, I'm thinking about it. That was probably, that has probably been the worst, the worst part. Where I'm at right now is my nausea hits. I get a huge wave of nausea right before I go to bed. Like, it's like, I literally get ready for bed. It doesn't matter what time. Like I get ready for bed and I lay down and immediately a huge wave of nausea hits me. So it's kind of the most ideal time to get nausea because I'm going to bed right away. It still sucks. I don't love it. But if I look at my pregnancy so far as a whole, I have been I have been very lucky. I feel like I'm on the positive end for sure with the no throwing up, with the you know ability to kind of go about life as normal. I feel really, really, really lucky. I mean, that's the other thing is that you know, so many people are like, well, you feel terrible in your first trimester and then it immediately gets better once you hit 16 weeks or whatever. Like there's no, there's no guarantee. So I could have a really rough second trimester, a really rough third trimester, really like, I don't, I don't know, but I feel lucky for where I've, where I've been so far. And yeah, I just, I just will say that I do recognize. Okay. Next my nipples, my nipples are humongous. I'm sorry. I know that's a lot of information, but I don't feel like it was, it was super communicated to me. I mean, I knew my boobs would change, but I didn't know. I didn't know the the width that was going to be thrust upon me with them. So that's wild. The, the body changing. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but yeah, the body changing is for sure kind of a trip. I, I've struggled with my body. You know, I think I've had normal body image issues that I've, that I've worked through and, you know, I, I, I notice when I gain weight or I lose weight and I, I try not to fix, try not to fixate on it or anything, but for sure, like I felt like my body was just, especially the first few weeks, like you're not showing, like you don't have a bump, but I felt like my body was kind of like retaining fat. Like I felt like my stomach was just like, you know, you go to bed, like you feel fat and then you go to bed and you wake up and your body feels normal again. Like that wasn't happening. Like I was like feeling fat and then I was going to bed and then I was waking up and I was feeling fatter. And I, I get it was just my body, you know, changing. My uterus is growing. My stomach is preparing to stretch a million inches. So I tried to not linger on it too much. But yeah, it was it was I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy to see your body change and to see your boobs change. And like there's just there's a lot of changes happening. And yeah, I, I, 
I want to be as realistic as possible and as honest as possible without being like gruesome. But yeah, there's just, there's a lot of changes and I do, I do like it now that I'm starting to get my bump. I feel like sometimes I kind of push out or like kind of relax extra so that I, I feel like I have a bump, which is kind of stupid because I know that I will have a bump, you know, eventually, but I, I do, I do like it. I like the, I like the belly. Next note that I took, I am dumber than ever. I have literally never, never been this stupid. The other day I was driving on the freeway and I pulled the emergency brake. I mean, nothing happened. I just like clicked it a little bit and it was fine. Why did I do that? Why? Like I had no reason. It just, my brain said, yeah, do that. I put water on the stove to boil. I don't turn the the water on for 45 minutes. I put water on the stove and I leave it boiling until the water has almost evaporated. I like I do so, so many stupid things. And I know people will say it's pregnancy brain, but I'm just convinced that my child, I'm instead using their brain. I'm using baby brain. Mine has shut off and I now have a one inch brain. So I just blame them for literally everything that I do. I have walked out of grocery stores without any groceries. Like I've paid for them and they've been in my cart in my cart and I just leave. Like I don't get it. So if you see me in public and you see me doing something stupid, just mind your business. I think people were, were wondering about names, baby names. I don't I have a front runner for sure. I have a middle name that is it's that I'm definitely going to use. It's not my middle name, but it's it's nobody's middle name that I even know. It's just a random middle name that I love. I'll share when they're born. But yeah, I really did myself a disservice by like roasting a lot of baby names over the years because I guarantee the baby names that I like are like terrible to some people, but you know what? I'm learning now that it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks about your baby's name. And I I get now why people don't share either until the baby is born, because people will have thoughts and feelings and advice and opinions that are not necessary. Like just name your baby, whatever you want to name it, and then people will deal with it. So yeah, I definitely have a front runner that will likely stay at the top. I will be interested to see if something knocks it off of the, the top spot. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I I just feel it feels so weird to talk about. It feels so weird to record this episode and tell you guys all these things because I've just been imagining all of this for so long. But I I feel excited, so excited to transition into this phase of motherhood. I know so many of you are moms. Like I feel like that's probably the majority of my listeners are moms. I mean, I love when I get messages that are like, you know, I listen when I feed late at night. I listen on the way to carpool. I like all of that. And I'm excited to feel this kind of new level of bonded with you guys. I feel that way already just with women in my life who have been pregnant and had babies. Like the fact that I get to experience this, I'm like, okay, we're like on a new level now because I have, I'm having this experience. So what does my pregnancy and child mean for the bad broadcast? Well, I will take a maternity leave for sure. I will pre-record some episodes so that you guys don't have to go a Monday without me. But yeah, I'll pre-record. And then, I mean, the plan as of right now is business as usual. Business as usual throughout my pregnancy, take a maternity leave. And then when this this kid exits my womb, we will keep going. And I I don't know. I mean, I never... 
I never thought I would podcast forever. I mean, I never, I didn't start this and think like, okay, I'm going to podcast till I'm 65, but I do love it. And I feel so lucky to be able to do it that I, I want to do it as much as possible. And, you know, it's something that I can, I can do from home. And that's another really lucky, lucky perk of this that I can have that. So yeah, I mean, no, no changes ahead except the maternity leave. And like I said, I will pre-record. I will probably pause Patreon for those two months like ish. I don't know. I'm saying two months because I'm planning on pre-recording eight episodes so that I can have two months. But yeah, I will probably pause Patreons and no bonus episodes those month, but nobody will be charged for them either. So yeah, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was a lot of you guys were putting in the Facebook group or DMing me and saying, can you send me your registry? I would love to send you a present. I so appreciate that. You guys like don't even know the fact that you guys want to do that. I am beyond flattered and grateful and I want you to spend that money on yourselves or on an, another mom that you know or a friend that you know. I don't want any of you to spend one single dollar of your own money on me. I, I seriously so appreciate it. Like you guys even thinking about that is beyond. But yes, please, please spend that on on a friend or somebody who needs support or on yourself. Honestly, take what you were going to spend on me. Go to Target. I love that. And yeah, a lot of you guys were asking about like a virtual baby shower or like a bad broadcast event baby shower, like, which I think would be so unbelievably fun. Maybe that's how we do the gender reveal. Maybe we throw a party. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You guys know I get these really big ideas and then my follow through percentage is not great. I actually remember when I took like the, you guys remember taking like the color test? Like if you're either like a yellow, white, blue or red, that was like the first, that was like the gateway drug to you know, Myers-Briggs and birth charts. But I remember I was a, when I was younger, I was much more yellow. I think I'm still pretty yellow, but I was just very true yellow. And like the first thing was like poor follow through. And I don't know if it just, I read that when I was young and so it stuck, but like now I really believe that about myself, but who knows, maybe we can pull off an event. I also turned 30 this year. So maybe we can finagle a way to, you know, have some type of bad broadcast event slash birthday slash gender reveal slash live podcast. I don't know. Maybe we can maybe we can figure something out. I think that that sounds very fun. But I just want to end here and say thank you, first of all, because I was nervous. It's nerve wracking to tell people. I didn't know. I mean, there's a lot of different factors that I didn't know how people would react. You know, the least of which is that I'm not married and I'm from a pretty conservative area and I didn't know what people would think. And then, you know, all the life changes that I've had in this last year. I, and I'm sure that there are people out there with opinions on it and, you know, who disapprove of certain aspects of it. But the the interesting part about my life, you know, being public and the changes that I've gone through, there's really only, you know, two or three people who really understand the extent of the things that I have gone through. And beyond that, it's a lot of assumptions. It's a lot of guesswork. It's a lot of people, you know, filling in blanks. And I knew that that would happen when I decided to keep a lot of things private. I knew that people would, you know, look for things and look for little clues and put this together and things. But at the end of the day, I, I am the one who understands my situation the best. And I just feel, like I said at the beginning, really good, really peaceful and really, really lucky. I feel really lucky that I get this, this opportunity, that I have this chance, that I get to, you know, be a, be a mom. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've just, I've talked about moms so many times over the years. 
I am obsessed with the mothers in my life. And I, if I can be half the mother that my own mom is, that the, the moms around me are, I think that I will do a pretty good job. And I just being supported by this community by, you know, I feel like a lot of us are friends. I, I hope that you guys feel that same way. And so having that support and having you guys be genuinely, I mean, genuinely excited. Like, I mean, hearing from you guys and showing you guys show me your group messages with your best friends, you know, that you guys are so excited about the baby. And it just, that means more to me than you could ever know. Because before I announced, you know, I had a lot of worst case scenarios, which is, you know, are people going to think this? Are they going to think this? Are they going to say this? Is anybody even going to care? Are people going to think this about me or this about my child? And I mean, I've just had an overwhelmingly positive response. And I know that that's because you guys put the effort into making me feel supported and loved. So it did not go unnoticed. Not a single comment or DM or anything went unnoticed. I saw it and I appreciate it. And I love you. And I can't wait to tell you more. I can't wait to experience more. And I love you guys. I love this baby. I can't wait for you guys to to hear more about about this little baby broadcast. So thank you for being here, for being my best friends. I will see you guys next week. I actually am going to LA this weekend. So I will be recording with some fun people and I'll be pre-recording some episodes so I can get ahead. I'm like getting started on maternity leave. Like basically now I'm going to start banking episodes, but I don't want them to be like, it's anyway, it's just balancing out because I don't want to record them like now because then by the time I have the baby, they'll be like way outdated. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't you know, do anything that's going to date or that's going to like age poorly. <laughs> like maybe we'll do some, some deep dives on some 90 celebs or something. But anyway, thank you guys again for being here. I love you so, so much. Can't wait for the next chapter with all of you. You guys are already the best, the best aunties to my little baby broadcast. So I love you so much. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, and as always, be safe, be kind, be hot. Love you so much. See you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.